Our deacon just read that John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. What does that mean? I always remember when I was teaching, I would say that we cannot understand the New Testament scriptures unless we understand the Old Testament scriptures. My students never liked to hear that. They would say, Father, the Old Testament is long. The Old Testament is old. <laughs> the Old Testament, I, I can't relate to it. And, and, and I understand that. I, I, it's, it's the same for me. Often, often the Old Testament for me too is long and, and old. And I, I, I find it hard to relate to. But I, I told my students we got to take this step by step. And today we're going to take a step. To understand this, we need to go back 3,000 years. We need to go back to the book of Exodus, chapter 11 and 12. We need to go back to when the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt and Moses was their leader. We need to go back to when God decided to set his people free. After 430 years of hard labor, God was going to free his people from Israel, from Egypt. Remember those plagues? God punished the Egyptians with those ten plagues to free his people. And after nine of them, the Pharaoh was still obstinate. Remember that? I always wondered, how can the Pharaoh stay so obstinate and not let the people go? After these nine supernatural disasters, he was still obstinate, but the Bible tells us that God made the Pharaoh obstinate so that God could continue to show his power. And so the tenth plague now is the worst. It is where the angel of death which the Bible calls the destroyer, would strike down the firstborn of the Egyptians. But before that happened, God told the Jews, the Israelites, the Hebrews, whatever you want to call them, God told his people through Moses exactly what to do to survive it. They had to have the Passover meal. They had to slaughter an unblemished, a perfect male lamb. Each family had to take the lamb and that blood and put that blood on their doorpost. And when the angel of death came, the angel of death would pass over their home and they would live. That's where we get the word Passover. But they had to do more. They had to eat the flesh. Every man, woman, and child had to eat the flesh of that lamb. They had to consume the sacrifice of that lamb. If they didn't do exactly what God told them to do, the Israelites would have discovered that that night, at midnight, their firstborn would have been slain just as the firstborn of the Egyptians. We know that story. And that story is our understanding of, of this scripture. 
So now 1,200 years after that, John the Baptist points to Jesus and said, this is the Lamb, the true Lamb, who takes away the sins of the world. It is no longer an animal and its flesh and blood. It is now our Lord who is the sacrifice, the flesh and blood. That's why at the Last Supper, Jesus took that bread and said, this is now my flesh, eat it. He took that wine and said, this is now my blood, drink it. What we do here is exactly what our Lord told us to do to be saved. To consume, not in an animal sacrifice, but to consume him, the new sacrifice, the Lamb of God. The only thing our Lord told us to do to remember him by was to eat his flesh and drink his blood. We need to understand that every time we come to Mass. The Old Testament sacrifice is now the New Testament Mass. That is why Catholic priests are celibate men who wear vestments, who offer sacrifice. Because in the Old Testament, the priests were celibate men who wore vestments that offered sacrifice. What we do here is not made up. It is a fulfillment of God's instruction for us of what to do to be saved. I'm going to leave you with this thought. I went to NDSU after I graduated from Williston High School. Before I went in the seminary, before I was still thinking I was living my life to be a lawyer and be married, I was walking to a geology class. On campus of NDSU, I was walking by Old Main in the spring. There was a wet snow. And the custodian who was shoveling fell over. I always cringe when I hear of wet snowstorms coming because I always have deaths of snow shovelers. And in the last two storms, I thought I would be the one. Couldn't catch my breath. I, I, I went over and I started CPR on that man. And then another student came and we did two-man CPR on that man. And then the paramedics came, they worked on him, took him away, we went to class. I found out through a paramedic two days later that that man lived. And I just did what I believed would work. And it did. If any one of you would need CPR right now, I would do what I was told to do to try and save you. I remember before I moved to Europe, I had to learn a foreign language. I learned Italian. For months, I went to a language instructor and learned how to speak. I remember my first time in a cafe in Rome. I was the only American in there, and I wanted a glass of water. And I, I said 
to the man, Vore, un bicchiere d'acqua per favore. He said nothing to me, he walked away from me. And then he got a glass, filled it with water, and set, set it in front of me. It worked. I did what I was told would work. If I can't make up CPR to save someone, if I can't make up a language to speak to someone, why do somebody think they can make up how they're going to be saved? Our Lord has loved us so much and told us exactly what we need to do to be saved. And that is to partake in the new Passover meal, which is the Mass. To eat his body and to drink his blood so that the flesh and the blood of that lamb is on us. So as if the angel of death will pass over us. So we're all going to kneel before we receive this Eucharist, before I need to receive it too. I will hold it up, and all of us say at every single Mass those same words of John the Baptist. As I say it, you listen to it. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We do that for our salvation, but above all, we do it for the glory of God, the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing that brings us here, to give glory to God. What a gift we have in our Catholic faith and in the Mass. Amen. Let's stand and profess what we believe.